0: I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world
1: with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Hello, welcome to episode seven of Woven, where we are continuing our series on integration of our minds, bodies, spirits, and souls. With our conversation with Sarah Collier. If you missed last week's episode, uh, we went into kind of more of a counseling strategic perspective on all of these issues of our minds and emotions, and we're going to continue the last half of that conversation today. So I hope you enjoy.
2: What's helped me is feeling like we are reflections of God's image, right? And so God clearly has both sides to, yes. the, to the full. Um, and so, yeah, we're not living authentic authentically if we're just limiting one part of that and saying like, well, this part's better, so I'll just live in this part. Yes. And same for men, Correct. you know, they're yes. not living, you know, purposefully either if they're never allowing themselves to feel feelings. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really do feel like to to bear God's image means to, to develop both sides of yourself and see them both as strength for
1: sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's where therapy as a prevention kind of comes in because um, we, we just don't learn this stuff. I mean, and God, it's like, we know about parallelograms. There's that funny meme that's been Mm -hmm. going around and all kinds of things we learned in school, but nobody really, unless you have incredible, wonderful parents, and I hope my kids will say this about me one day, but like, (laughs) nobody learns how to be a person, Mm -hmm. how to deal with feelings, how to you know, process them. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. the first time I ever got like, I ever dealt with like anxiety and depression. It was like, it was so overwhelming and scary because I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what keeps you stuck there, as we've talked about, not dealing with those little toddler feelings is what right. makes them grow and be louder. And yeah. Um, so I know that you are very on board with therapy as a prevention, as just sort of yeah. like a normal, you know, not saying everyone has to go to therapy once a week, but even just mm-hmm. like a few times a year or mm-hmm. like once a month, just to go and check in. Right. Um, have you seen, do you
2: have clients who do that? Do you do that? Have you seen that to be beneficial yeah. for people? Um, I, I just, and maybe this is coming from someone like, and I've struggled with my own anxiety and feeling like, i don't like to feel out of control either yeah because none of us do um so i have found like the more intentional you can be with knowing yourself and like all the inner workings and and impulses and tendencies but then also knowing like where you came from and family you know history and then present stressors like the more you can kind of see all of that i don't want to say you gain control because you don't really yeah but at least you know you're aware um mm-hmm. and you're not shocked constantly by yeah what's going on around you and why you're reacting to it um so that's something that I long to give to people and have sought myself um because I didn't grow up in a household where we had this kind of language at all and yeah um and the first kind of counseling I did was through really really bad relationship, and after that, when I moved to Georgia and went to grad school, and was surrounded by counselors and therapy and all this language, which I realized how hungry I was for. But um, and then became a Christian, and so I did my own counseling, which was really awesome. And then you know was that person that would leave and then call her six months later, and be uh, like, hey, <laughs> it's me again. Is yeah, it cool if yeah. I come back? And, Um, Which is great, you know, and I have people who do that to me now, which is totally fine. Um, And so for me, it was a little reactive, but um, I think there, you know, and there's layers into this that we could go into, but therapy has such a stigma, like still, I think it's getting better, but still, um, you know, if someone says you should go see someone or you need help and then you sound like a crazy person and your life is falling apart and um, you're to be shunned or something. And and so I think, I think you can feel more at peace when you say, well, no, I, I want to know myself. I don't want to be shocked constantly by what's going on around me and the fact that I don't know what to do and I feel so out of control. And um, not that a therapist has a magic wand because <laughs> we don't, but at least it's a space where it's literally unlike any other environment we have in yeah. the world. <laughs> it, it's not a friend. It's not a parent. Um, the it, person's not invested in you acting a certain way. Yeah, like, there's they have no, no agenda. Yeah. They yes. have no, you know, um, bias into, like, what you should or shouldn't do, or at least most of the time. Um, a so good yeah. therapist. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they really just want to meet you where you are. And to kind of, and I always tell my clients this, like, I just want to sit with you and walk with you. Like just join wherever you're at in your journey right now and just like walk with you for however long you invite me to do that. So if that's like one day (laughs) or if that's several years or whatever that looks like. Um, and so it's just nice to have someone who's just gonna walk with you, um, Mm -hmm. and maybe help steer you a little bit or give you some guidance along the way. But, um, so I think and kind of going back to the vulnerability thing, it requires a lot of humbling and vulnerability to get to that place to say, no, I don't know. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and I'm I, overwhelmed. And so I'm going to go yeah, get some perspective.
1: And I think it's helpful to yeah. know that your therapist has likely, like I have never had a therapist mm-hmm. who has not struggled and their struggle has not, you know what I'm saying? Like right. um, most people I've, notice you're in mental health have struggled in some mm-hmm. way. I mean, cause mm-hmm. who doesn't ever struggle with anxiety or depression in their life? Right. Every human right. has like, this is yeah. a very normal thing. Um, and I mean, that's something that I really value in my therapist cause she mm-hmm. has walked that journey. And I'm sure mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. have dealt with your own stuff and your anxiety mm-hmm. and all of that, that's such a gift to your clients because you're not just talking like from a, per- like a clinical
2: perspective, like you yeah. understand
1: and you've lived it out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I share that and sometimes I don't. It just depends. But um, that has been one thing that I've really liked about the practice I'm at now is we're very open about yeah. who we are and that we're not just a robot sitting across yes. from you dishing out pills or something. We're, yeah. we're two whole people sitting in a room with each other experiencing life together. Yeah. And yes, maybe I have a little more training in the specific things you're struggling with, but... Um, we're people, Social people. Yeah. yeah,
0: I heard an interesting, and I'll give a little shout out to um, Annie F. Down. She does a podcast, and and she opens up a lot about her own um, her own issues and counseling and that kind of stuff and um i was listening to her yesterday and she was um talking about and she used the example and the only reason why i'm repeating what she said and i'm giving her credit for it because i think it's a great analogy mm-hmm. is she talks about the stigma around counseling and she her example that she always uses um when she speaks and, and stuff about encouraging people to get counseling is we are very open about saying yeah i have a personal trainer and we're very yes, proud yes, we're like takes- oh, i have a personal trainer yeah. that helps me you know physically right um, getting better shape or i I'm seeing a nutritionist a and they're advisor, or a financial yeah, advisor right, right, or yeah. and, we, and we're we can sit around a party and be like I recommend my financial advisor to mm-hmm. you or I've um, been my um, personal trainer she's mm-hmm. wonderful you mm-hmm. should go see my Pilates instructor or my right. yoga instructor or yeah. even spiritual stuff like yeah. I'm in this spiritual yeah. formation group and it's right. amazing or my spiritual director is xyz mm-hmm. and like that's like cool and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just use air quotes mm-hmm. on a podcast but like, <laughs> you guys didn't see the air quotes right. but but it's we're a lot we're a lot less likely to brag about the fact that we yeah. are in um, therapy or seeing a counselor or whatever mm-hmm. and, and that, I just
2: thought that was a good analogy oh, it's perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah a doctor a dentist I mean it, yes. yeah it's so and I think it's because that part of ourselves is still so mysterious you know like mm. and we feel like if we don't know how to put words to it or we feel out of control because of it, um, then it's shameful, you know, yeah. then it's then it's embarrassing or then it's um, something to be hidden. Um, and so, uh, yeah, for some reason, those other aspects of our lives are mm-hmm. much more socially acceptable if we need a little help in um, because they're a little more tangible. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a really good point. I was trying to think, like, what is it about those that is different? But, yeah, they're tangible. It's like you can see results. You can see, like – yeah, I didn't have to have a tooth pulled or, right. or check that's... out my booty or whatever. You <laughs> yeah. know?
0: But, yeah. but I, I mean, like that you chose that right? <laughs> reason why you would go to a physical trainer. <laughs> I mean,
1: I like my butt. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can't. I mean, if but that's the irony, I guess, is that like when someone has been seeing a therapist, you can see it. They're right. usually
2: you know a lot healthier and kinder and yeah. more loving, hopefully. Yeah. Um, What's funny? This is a side note, but a lot of times I'll have to prep a client so that they are ready for the ripples of when they do get healthier. Cause a lot of times people are used to you being unhealthy, right? They're, oh. they're kind of used to the dynamic of, yeah. well, you're the anxious one and I'm the caretaker or like oh, you're yeah, the whatever so and I'm the whatever. Yeah. Um, so if one person, and this is that system's perspective, if one person is is saying like, no, no, I'm ready for change and I'm going to grow in this way um it's going to cause ripples now they may be great ripples everyone Mm -hmm. may rejoice in it and be positively affected by it because they were in a healthy place to allow it to happen um but if they were uh, relying on you being in that place in an unhealthy way Mm. then now they're going to be negatively affected or at least in their perception um and they may push back or they may pull away um So I spend some time talking with people about, like, let's just be ready for any potential roadblocks about how this may affect, you know, the people around you or your job or your relationships. Um, Yeah, because part of that is um, you learn to set boundaries with people. And a big
1: part of healthiness is do you have good boundaries? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something... That's kind of what we were talking about with, I mean, dealing with your feelings. You Mm -hmm. set boundaries on your feelings, right? So that's a way to be healthily interacting with them and your thoughts. Like you can Mm -hmm. say, like, you can't control what you feel or think, but you can say, like, I'm not going to engage you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to go
2: do this other thing. You're essentially setting a boundary. Yeah. And I think in boundaries work, which I like to do a lot, is. Uh, It's easy to see behavioral boundaries, right? Like physical boundaries and um, to learn how to communicate those. But it's really hard to see thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. boundaries. And I think we accidentally spend a lot of time crossing other people's boundaries or allowing other people to cross our boundaries Mm -hmm. when it comes to thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'll... You know, out of my own insecurity or fear, I'll end up deciding for other people what they think about me and then react out of that. Yes. Or I'll, you know, anticipate how someone might feel. And so then I'll make a decision about that. Or, you know, um, you know, so like little things like that where we don't realize how much energy we're spending on other people's thoughts and feelings. And I think that's been really freeing for me is sort of containing my own thoughts and feelings and saying, this is how far they go. And this is the wall that they can stop at and whatever else other people feel and think that's theirs. Even if I disagree, even if they're outright mad at me and they don't like the decision I just made, um, I can be a whole secure person And not apologize for that and recognize Mm -hmm. that if they're struggling, then that's theirs. And that doesn't mean I don't have compassion or, you know, I won't do Mm -hmm. my best to help or offer input or something, but it's still theirs. Um, Anyway, I could talk about that for a long time. Well, has that been
1: (laughs) a long journey for you going?
2: Yes. I mean, I yeah, yeah. That's that's basically been life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read the boundaries book, and you know, all that stuff. And I think definitely linking um, to that because, yeah, my goodness, I love that y'all linked to that previously. But um, and I I liked that book particularly because it has a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. and I think in boundaries we feel very. Like, we're being mean, we're being rude, we're being cold, being selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, especially as a Christian, we're like, I I should turn the other cheek, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I should you know. Constantly help. Constantly be there for people. Set myself aside. If if I'm going to be
0: like Jesus, and this is false thinking, but if I'm going to be like Jesus, that means I've always got to be there all the time. And I've always got to be present. And I always have to be there for my friends. And I always have to be um, their person, because right. that's
1: the, the Christian well, thing. To it's do. also the yeah. female thing, correct? Because yes. nobody yes, puts that. No. I mean, not right. to keep like hanging on the feminism thing, but it's true. Like <laughs> yeah, no one no looks at men and says, "Oh, you're neglecting." Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like you almost expect mm-hmm. men to be that way. But if you're a woman and you're not just like, "Let me make ten pies for your bake sale," yes, mm-hmm. it, it's just like, "Oh, she's not very helpful, is she?" You know, I mean, it's it's crazy, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And so I, that book especially was like, oh, it's like, oh, Jesus didn't, like, bend over backwards and lose himself for people right. so that yes. you'd be nice. You know, like, it's just not, it is, it's faulty thinking. Yeah. Um. So learning how to say, and it, this kind of goes back to accepting yourself, It's saying, I feel and think what I feel and think. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not healthy, but it's me. And it's my responsibility to embrace or to grow in or whatever and if it does affect someone else negatively then yeah I'll I'll have to own that but um if someone else thinks something and feels something um I don't have to respond to that like I don't have to own that it's not my responsibility to change what they think and feel um and I read the <laughs> boundaries in marriage book and so that's been really Hopeful in my oh, marriage. Is that allowed in Townsend also? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. they have a library of books, I will say. But, um, yeah, their marriage book, and they have one for kids, which oh, I wow. really know I need to read. Because, um, yeah, you think even your healthiest, most intimate relationships, you still need boundaries. Like, yeah. we still – because I feel like it all comes from such a place of – of vulnerability and, um, screaming for connection, you know, like just desperate for connection and understanding, which I feel like everything boils down to, but, um, but we just end up doing it in a way like we we weren't taught how to do it in a healthy way, or we weren't given coping skills or we weren't given tools, um, to ask for our needs to be met in a way that is right and is effective for us, but it is also respectful of the other person, um,
1: Well, and sometimes, I mean, a lot of people grow up in environments where you are made responsible for other people or you hear language like you made her cry or as a little kid, you know, um, things like that. So again, it's like, if you struggle with this, you should, Mm -hmm. if you weren't taught, you should be struggling. Like that is so normal because it's, I mean, how are we supposed to know something that is just
2: ingrained in us, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's so helpful for learning how to embrace your feelings is to say um, that person is crying because they felt hurt. Right. And maybe I said something that led to them feeling hurt. But like the fact that they're sad and that their behavior that they're doing is now crying. Like I do not have that much power in myself to make them do something. Um, that is theirs, and you know, how I respond to it is now my decision, but um, yeah, I don't have to own it. Yeah, God, that is That's so very, freeing, it is very that freeing. Is
1: so freeing, Yeah. Um, so we've talked a little bit about or we talked a lot about integrating the different parts of us, and you've talked about the importance of getting outside of your environment to a new place. Um, to process things, are there any like integrated exercises that you tend to recommend to people? Um, yoga comes to mind, or mm-hmm. even just like coloring. This is a new yeah, thing, right. coloring with color pencils and things. Like, are there any things you've found really helpful for sort of bringing all these? Yeah, to so, like integrate together. all of yourself because from your yeah.
2: perspective of like marriage and family therapy and like the whole picture,
1: mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm
2: so I've mentioned a couple I I think the first thing I check with people on is um, what is their environment like so I'm I'm really big on changing your environment if you need Mm. to change your environment Um, so having your go-to places um, if there's you know, a coffee shop you like, or like if there's a couple places that feel safe to you and feel welcoming to you, then go ahead and identify them. Um I think engaging your body is really, really important. Um, something I need to do more of. <laughs> I think we <laughs> all do, for sure. Um yeah, yeah. Doing things that like gets the blood moving, gets your heart racing in a way that is um still healthy and purposeful. So yeah, yoga is great jogging even just walking outside is great um but again I always tell people like I don't want to tell you what to do you need to do a little trial and error for yourself Mm -hmm. to find out what are what are the things that are feel right to you but what are also the things that are realistic for your space and time yeah um because again we don't want to do anything I always tell clients this we don't want to do anything that will reinforce that frustration or, or that negative perception. Oh. So if you're trying to do something that's just not realistic, you're going to get more and more frustrated and it's going to be much more easy to say, well, it's pointless. What's the point? Like I can't do anything right or, you know, and yes. kind of go back to our defaults. Um, so, and that, that's the hard part is it does take a little trial and error. Um, but yeah, just check in with, am I doing something with my emotions? Am I doing something with my thoughts? Am I doing something with my body? um and then what do my relationships look like am i talking am i writing mm-hmm. am i de- identifying safe mm-hmm. people um and unfortunately a lot of my clients don't have a lot of safe people um so And what
1: do you mean by safe
2: people? Yeah and you know again that can look different based on what your needs are but Someone that you can be yourself around, someone that you can sit with and openly share um, thoughts and feelings, and, and also someone who will accept your needs when you say, um, I need X, Y, Z, or I'm struggling, mm-hmm. or I can't do this on my own, um, who, is, who is willing um, to join you in that. Um, so hopefully that's friends or family that you already have around you, but if not, you know, you may have to work on creating that, which is really, really hard. It is hard. Therapy is a good place to start though. Like if you find yourself without many safe people, you can always start there. Yeah. I feel like therapy is the ultimate (laughs) like practice round. It's, it's the place where you go and practice everything in a very contained environment to say like, okay. I need to have this conversation with my mom, but I'm going to practice it here yes, yes. in this very safe way yeah. so that when I re-enter the world to do whatever it is that, you know, I'm facing, I've already worked through it. I've already practiced mm. it. Um, and I already have like a cheerleader. Yeah. For it. Um,
0: I think that a part, at least for me, and this may be universal part of maturing and growing up and, um, you know, getting new friends. Um, Mm -hmm. and we've kind of talked about this a little bit about, um, you know, maturing out of relationships and then, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. now as I'm, you know, we're in a different phase of life, um, um, we're picking new friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that that is a great filter to filter. And I'm not, and that doesn't mean we're not, we're not friends and in community with people that, not, we, we don't want to be friends with unsafe people, but people, yeah. we don't have to share everything with everybody. Well, I mean, right, Jesus, right. your needs change. Your needs change, but Jesus only had three close yeah. friends, right? Yeah. The 12 disciples, and then there were all these other people that followed him, but he had three close people that he's right, family. Right. And so when you're picking those three, it doesn't have to be three, mm-hmm. but when yeah. you're picking your yes. core, mm-hmm. like those people should be safe. Yeah. Our core people right. should be safe. Mm-hmm. And, and and I felt like that's part of my maturing process is mm-hmm. who are those safe people? Yes. And those
2: are the people that I, I'm doing day to day life with. Right. Right. And, you know, and especially as life changes and we have jobs and families and, you know, we have such limited emotional energy or, yeah. or, or, or literal time and energy um, that we want to invest and things, this sounds so bad, but that will have a higher reward, right? Like that no, will have no, it's it's true. a little more um, meaningful give and take. Um, and so a lot of times I, I spend a good amount of time working with people like where are you spending your time and energy? Mm-hmm. And is that the best place for it? Yes. You know, could it be, are these people draining you? Or is this thing that you're doing that you thought was good draining you? Because that's precious energy. yeah, And that that needs to go where it needs to go best, which also requires you to really know yourself and know the context you're in of wherever you're at in life mm-hmm. really well and to know how fast it's draining you. Yeah Um, because we just don't realize how fast we're getting drained on a daily basis and especially in emotional ways like yes you know we'll end up snapping at the end of the day and be like I didn't really do much today why 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 am I losing it and like yeah you had this like leak the whole day because you are emotionally giving of yourself especially with little ones Mm -hmm. I found for sure but Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like that four o'clock hour where you're like, no one touched me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so I work with a lot of women and moms, especially to say like, please have grace with yourself because you can't do as much as you thought you did, at least right now. Yeah, You know, maybe you can, but know yourself. Um, Yeah. And so – Well, that's all stages too, right? Right, right. 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 Like at this table
0: here, my kids are of the older, um, are on the older side, and I definitely felt that way, Mm -hmm. and and that was a a hard realization for me when my kids were little, because that's I get goes against my personality to do everything, and um, and now I'm getting to the point now where I can more emotionally give myself again. And I can I can stretch myself a mm-hmm. little bit more and mm-hmm. do more things yeah. um, that I couldn't even have done a year or two ago. Right. So it it is a it is a there, we all have stages in our life mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. can ha- give out more emotional energy and less emotional energy, and like you said, right. it's just um, knowing yourself. Somebody said in on a podcast that I was listening mm-hmm. to the other day. Um, that self-awareness is our superpower. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, and um, and I love that. Like, I want to mm-hmm. make like a cave for yeah. something. <laughs> because, yeah. because it is true. Like, I, I really feel like for me that the more self-aware I've become, the more uh, more useful I've become
2: yeah um, yeah. well and what I've learned is the more because I I definitely agree and and I'm hungry for self-awareness uh, and I know there's lots of people including myself that will go to the other side and be like so self-aware that they're just stuck in it and yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. productive yeah um and and so I think we have to be intentionally self-aware so that we can surrender it right yeah. so that we can oh, be like oh that's so
1: good say that again okay
2: <laughs> we have to we have to know ourselves again like so accurately to know how we can live holistically and and be as aware as we can especially to the influences around us so that we can surrender so that we can be mm. broken so that we can die to it you know so that we yeah. can like be open to God working in that. Um, yeah. Cause again, it can be uh, coming from a place of like needing control right. um, so much so that we're blocking, you know, other things out, especially God working. Um, but I don't think we can properly die to ourselves if we don't know what's going on. Um, if we don't have any awareness of our internal influences, yes. or our external influences. So um, I think the more we know it, the more we can surrender it purposefully. Um, and then that is peace to me. Like that is control. That is peace because yes. we're no longer. You're not driven by victim. yourself. Yeah, we're no yes. longer at the whim of what's going on around us and or our own, you know, mysterious impulses and stuff.
0: That's interesting. That's um, very, it's very illuminating. Like I think about how. So, I mean, the term Christian is that we're disciples of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. We're little little Christ, and we're supposed to be followers of Him. And He tells us how to follow Him. Um, you know, we're we're to be disciples, and that looks like dying to ourselves mm-hmm. and surrendering, taking up our cross, all of those things. And I never thought. I mean, I I've heard that. It, A hundred times or Mm -hmm. a thousand or a million. Uh, But what that looks like, well, how do you die to yourself if you don't know who you are? Right. So I think that is a a really good point.
2: Yeah. And how do you experience intimacy if you don't know who you are? Mm -hmm. And and I feel like, again, that's how we were like deeply wired is, like I said, to like crave connection and intimacy because God wants that for us. He he wants to be the ultimate recipient of that intimacy. Exactly. and, And giver of that. Um, And he gives us relationships and marriage and stuff on earth to kind of, like, practice that and and feel that out. Um, But, again, you can't be fully intimate with someone else if you don't know who you are. You're not giving them of your whole self. Um, So I feel like if you're growing in yourself, you're only going to be a healthier partner to someone else. Yeah um and hopefully they're doing the same for you
1: and i think that's the difference between doing this with god in mind because i think in our culture like there is a big shift to like knowing yourself and like yeah. doing inner work but it's right. sort of like as an into itself right right and that's not just helpful. like enlightenment yeah, yeah, yeah. enlightenment that um, that doesn't really help you because i mean for me like a lot of what i learned about myself is like i'd rather not do that mm-hmm. i'd rather not keep following that i'd rather give that to god and then move into peace mm-hmm. whereas i think like um a lot of what we're learning in our culture, like, if you take Jesus out of the equation, mm-hmm. you're just, I mean, it's for the sake of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not very helpful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it may make you, like, more, you know, smarter or, like, do more interesting things here on earth or something. But, um, again, like, how we were created, like, those needs and, and yearnings we were created with um, are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah, what is it C.S. Lewis
0: says, we, or is it Augustine?
2: One of them. I will double check that.
0: Um <laughs> says that we have a God-sized hole in our heart. Yes. Right. And so we're either going to fill it with, mm-hmm. you know, that this pursuit of yeah. self-awareness will either fill that with more self.
1: Right. Or the self-awareness yes. awareness process will fill that hole with more God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where I get stuck a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe my personality, I don't know. But I get stuck a lot there in that place of, like, knowing myself, to know myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not like doing Mm -hmm. anything with it. So that's helpful for you to say that so that I can remember to do something with it. Mm -hmm. That's a Mm -hmm. good point. Yeah. Very good. So as we're kind of, God, this has been so good. Um, as we're Mm -hmm. kind of wrapping up, just, do you have any general suggestions for people to have better mental and emotional health like say someone I feel like we've been like preaching therapy for like four (laughs) episodes yeah um but we've realized not everyone has the funds the time like it's it's, it doesn't work for everyone at every season so if someone's in a season where they're like I want to be more healthy in these areas um do you have any suggestions for just simple things they could do to grow in that place
2: yeah, um, you know, it starts with an attitude, right? It just starts with an attitude of openness to, mm-hmm. to what is growth for me. Um, it starts with a, a feeling of humility to say, like, I'm aware <laughs> that I am in need of growth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so allowing that to be kind of your foundational place to work out of. Um, mm-hmm. And then, And then on top of that, after that is learning how to ask for what you need. Learning how to communicate, first identify what you need, communicate it, um, and then equip other people to know how to do that for you, especially, you know, intimate relationships. And I think we get stuck there a lot. Um, And so learning how to say, like, okay, I I need someone to listen or Mm -hmm. I need um, quality time or I need to feel... Um, connected to someone and like I'm not going to apologize for having those needs Um, I'm no longer going to decide for other people I'm going to kind of practice that boundary stuff of saying like this is me and you're you and we're separate and we can be connected but we can't be so connected that we lose ourselves Um, and then maybe spend some time looking back on your family history Um, that's been really powerful for me. Um, and you know, I know it's so cliche. Every therapist is like, tell me about your parents, tell me about your childhood, Uh, but (laughs) but it, it rules us in a way that we don't realize. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's formative. Yeah. So, so spend some time on that. If it's still really unhealthy for you, then just do that purposefully. But, um, that doesn't have to mean a lot of family confrontations or anything. It can just be some looking at patterns, mm-hmm. looking at what your parents were equipped for, what what they could and couldn't do for you, what did you learn, and kind of the un- unwritten messages that came mm-hmm. from what you learned in your household. Um, read a lot of books. I mean, yeah. anywhere that you can kind of consume information, whether that's books or podcasts or sermons or, or anything like that, it's just good to know Um, It's good to know practical things, but it's also good to know other people's stories um, to kind of see outside of yourself, to see that you're not alone um, or that other people experience things in different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just, yeah, relationships. I think relationships, figuring out, again, where are you spending your time and energy? Is it healthy? Is it Mm -hmm. life-giving? And if it's not. Then you don't need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. that sounds better. You need less of it. Um,
0: yeah. Well, and and I think I think it's also for me humbling to think: Am I being a safe person yes. for, for those yeah, around definitely. me? Yes. Like, right. am I and am I someone else's safe person? Right. Right. And um, that's also
2: humbling to think about too. Yeah. And oh God, I God! I've we been can, such an unsafe person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we, all, we all have. We've all yeah. had stages in our life where we're unsafe or people. just
2: not been more safe you know yeah you may not be unsafe but you may not because of my own fears maybe I didn't open up to them in a way that could have allowed them to feel safe yes um I didn't necessarily do them harm I just didn't invite them to 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 join me in that more vulnerable place Uh, yeah, yeah I've definitely been struggled with that I still struggle with that a lot of um like it's just easier for me to sit and listen and that's my skill set but yeah um it's been really powerful when I have seen someone else just be like well here it all is and I'm like oh okay I can do that too and yeah it's very like freeing to kind of see other people model that for me um which not a lot of people feel safe to do um
1: yeah yeah I'm glad you said that Rebecca because I remember like when the first one of the first times I read boundaries I mean I was such a hot mess in my 20s like I mm. oh my god was such a hot <laughs> mess um, yeah. as many of us are that's a hard decade right, <laughs> but um right. I, I remember reading it and like I like I don't know if anyone else does this but sometimes I'll read a book and like throw it across the room because I'm like I, nope nope can't deal with that right now like it's too true <laughs> yeah, yeah, um and yeah, so yeah. I remember doing that a few times and being like I'm awful my boundaries are terrible I'm so unsafe mm-hmm. like And just feeling like crap and Mm -hmm. feeling so much shame. But it's been, it's so reassuring to know, like, you can change. Mm -hmm. Just because you've been an unsafe person, that's why we grow and change. And so you don't have to define yourself by that. But it's good because I think a lot of times we can hear stuff like this and think about all the other people who act this way. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But a lot of growth comes from being able to recognize it in yourself. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. takes so much humility.
0: (laughs) Um, And, of course, I always think of things from, um, you know, our relationship to God. And one of what this is like a huge soapbox of mine. And I think I brought it up in the last um, episode too. But until we figure out all of this in relationship with other people, mm-hmm. we're never gonna be in the right relationship with God. And yeah. I think for a long time, I not I think, I know for a long time, I lived in the state of God and I are good.
2: Mm -hmm, We're mm -hmm, good.
0: Right. And yeah, I'm not doing real good at these relationships, but it's fine because Mm -hmm, God and I are good. mm -hmm. And then God's really taught me a lot in the last five or six years that like my relationships weren't okay. Mm -hmm. And I was not in in doing right in those relationships. I wasn't vulnerable. I wasn't intimate. I wasn't sharing my feelings. And then once I came to that realization, I realized that me and God weren't right either. And Mm. um, there's such a connection connectedness to that that you know God desires an intimate and authentic relationship with us mm-hmm. but if we haven't figured out how to be that for other people and to other people then we can't have that relationship with God mm-hmm. and um and this has just become like like a really big yeah.
1: box for me so, I'm glad it is it's yeah. valuable and yeah. I think so many people can relate to that yeah mm-hmm. I mean
2: gosh like and what's funny is God has already accepted us for who we are. Like, He he yes. knows. So, yeah, yeah. so to limit ourselves from having that intimacy with him because we're afraid to show our yes. real selves to him exactly. is pointless, you know. And Exactly. So if we can practice being real and, and open and holy ourselves with God, then, like, I feel like that can pave the way for deeper relationships. Yes, later. and vice versa. Yeah, you yeah, know,
0: right. You know, like, I, th- I think that how, like— like you were saying, like our relationships with others, or you know, like you were saying that about therapy, that's practice for the real world. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like um, our relationship with God and our relationship with others is practice um, between those two, right, the, right. both those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, you know, and those of us that are moms or parents, like um, modeling that for our kids, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and and when we have um, open, vulnerable, honest relationships with them, mm-hmm. like they are learning how to not only have open, honest relationships with other people, but with God too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. That is so good. Um, one thing as we're wrapping up that I just wanted to bring up, you had mentioned early on, Sarah, about um, we need to have middle energy and space to be able to kind of work on this stuff.
2: Yeah. Did you want to expand on that? Sure. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we're saying about like, exposing yourself to things that are life-giving and healthy and, and all contexts. Um, so that's pretty much what I was talking about, but yeah, I do spend some time with people, you know, self care. It's like the buzzy word for sure. But, um, but what is again, like very intentional, purposeful, relevant, (laughs) realistic self care that you need right now, um, is, is worth spending some time identifying um, and give an
0: example of yeah. what would be life giving worthwhile self-care right. or what what would be selfish self-care. Yeah. And can I add one more thing okay, to that? Sure, yeah. So I think
1: a lot of like, for me, I think a lot of people do this. We are scared to identify our needs because we can't meet them. Yeah, yeah. They feel too big. Right, like, I need a lot good. of alone time. Right. I'm not going to get it. So or, I don't yeah.
2: even want to admit I need it because right. it's too
1: frustrating. Yeah. Like,
2: something like that. Can you? Yeah, that's a good point. And that's what I mean by realistic. Yes. So there is a little bit of sacrifice or, or humbling that you need to do, Um but, but what a lot of people do is just go the other way and say, like, well, what's the point? I'm not going to get it. So I'm just going to burn out, um, mm-hmm. which that's not, <laughs> that's yes. not really good either. So, like, there is some wiggle room. Um, so, to, yeah, to do life, but also to do this kind of very intentional, emotional and mental work, if that's something you're trying to grow in, um, needs space and so if you're someone, especially if you're actively in therapy or something, we don't realize how much mental and emotional energy is required to do that development. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so it's going to require a shift in your life and your priorities. So what you thought you could do, like a certain amount of work or a certain amount of like, volunteering or you know, outside stuff probably has to get reorganized. And that's where people get stuck is they don't realize how much has to get reprioritized and organized to have some space to do this. Um and it just like having kids. You're like, wow, (laughs) like I'm really tired a lot. So I probably can't do as many things as I thought. And that's just a much more in your face realization. But um (laughs) but embracing it is really, really healthy because it means, again, you're honoring yourself and the process that you're on to effectively grow. Um, So, yeah, okay, so self-care, again, trial and error, (laughs) figuring it out, what works, what doesn't work, knowing yourself, knowing your environment. Um, And I always kind of split it into two categories for people. And so one is just, like, distraction, zoning out, self-care, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. literally can't do one more thing right now, so I'm going to zone out. And watch Netflix. This or, is what Angela said. This oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want to be too repetitive. No, no. It's okay. just funny. Like you okay. both. That's
1: like. So it must be true if you're both saying the same thing, right? Like, yes. Okay. So keep going. Yeah,
2: and that, and it is very simple, but um, and it's okay to do distraction. Sometimes yes. that's all we can do. We have no space for anything else. Yes. Um, so it's like watching TV.
1: Yeah. Doing on something your where you're escaping. Yes. right? You're okay.
2: escaping. Um. Your you can't take on one more, the weight of something else, even if it's a good weight, you can't take it on. You're, You're depleted. Um, so that usually does require you saying out loud, I can't do one more thing. And so I will surrender in this moment. Hopefully you've planned a little bit ahead of time to make that happen. But, um, so that's the distraction. That's the escapism and that's okay. Once in a while, but, um, we have to we have to have purposeful self care. So that's the kind of it does take a little energy to do it, but it is bringing about something that is more life giving long term. Yeah. Um, so the journaling, you know, the prayer, the um, the relationship stuff, the the exercise, um, the things that are bringing about a deeper sense of peace. Um, or, or healthiness, but um, does require effort and yeah. and space and yeah. time and a little bit of your emotional energy, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully for a larger reward yes. and you yeah. are filled back up. I, I mean, I always use this like image of a t- gas tank, right? Like yeah. yes. if you're filled back up, you have more to give, you're not running on empty um, and people don't fill up but they also don't know what fills them up just like they don't know what's draining them or how fast it's being drained. And so like, that's what or they're they're
1: ashamed about being drained. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They
2: don't want to admit how drained they are because, or they don't want to have to like give up something that they thought they could do. And then now realize, like, I have so many women, especially that are so ashamed that their anxiety or, or whatever it is, is limiting them from doing what they want to do, um, mm-hmm. or what they think they should do, or um, and it is sometimes it really is disappointing. Yeah. It's really hard to to admit that you have to give up something, or that you can't give as a much as much emotional energy to the people you love, or mm-hmm. um, but you could beat yourself up for that all day long, or you could just call it what it is and, and spend that time trying to fill back up in ways that are meaningful. Um, to kind of bring back a sense of balance Um, so that requires some planning ahead and I'm a Mm -hmm. super planner but if you're not a super planner try and ask for help in that or or schedule a time to like really look at your week and look at your actual activities but look at um, emotional drains like potential especially for I'm a huge introvert so I'll have to look ahead and say like okay, I have two social engagements this week. So I know that's going to be really draining for me. So I have to like have a good amount of alone time to buffer that, um, So just really look for pockets. I tell people, look, where are your pockets? Where, like, even if it's 10 minutes, you know? Ideally, it's, like, luxuriously long Saturdays where you can have amazing bubble baths or something. But um, (laughs) that's not realistic. Um, A lot of times it's just little pockets of time, little half hours that you can squeeze in. um, And then learn how to advocate for that time. Like, really Mm. ask for it. Know that you need it. Schedule it ahead of time. And again, it's not going to be ideal. There's probably a part of you that's saying, like, really? Is this all I get? You know, like, I really know I need more, Mm. but, use it you know it reminds me of the
1: miracle of like Jesus feeding 5,000 he took that little bit and I find that for me like when I do have a little bit Mm -hmm. to give to myself and to recharge like he does bless that Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I will be more recharged than maybe I should be
2: Yeah, yeah. that you thought was possible
0: I I like the thought of like it's different
1: for different people
0: because I'm Mm -hmm. the two of you are introverts (laughs) and I'm
2: an extrovert right?
0: and so highly extroverted and so I don't need a lot of like recharge time alone time um I mean I'm a mom and so I do need more than I used to I just there's something about now needing to have some quiet that I didn't used to need mm-hmm. um, because I had more of it. So now I don't have as much of it. So mm. I, I do need that, but I don't have to schedule that. Yeah. Like, because I, I need it so sparsely. Right. Um, like I could take five minutes on the porch by myself and then that is for sure yeah, you're good. Yeah, good. good. Yeah. Um, when other people who are strongly introverted, they need a day or yeah, whatever. Right. And, um, Recovery, but I yeah. need to, I have to be intentional about making sure that I schedule things that allow me to be extroverted because mm-hmm. that's where I get life. Yes. Yes. And and so I when I think about self-care, it's always funny because you know that like you said, that's the new buzzword. Mm-hmm. And most of it is Taking a bubble bath, going mm-hmm. to get Introvert your things. done, <laughs> introverted <laughs> things. It's because it's all the introverts crying that they need more
1: yeah. time, which is great. I've right. learned right. so
0: much about my introverted friends and my introverted husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been the source of many disagreements because I want to fill all of our yeah. time. He's like, you're giving us too much. It's too much. Okay. And so it, the part of it is learning each other. But like for me, I look at self-care and I'm like, hooey. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. because that like that. Yeah. I don't need that, yeah. but I do. I just my self care looks different, right? Right. What I so I, I need to go point. yes. I need to go have lunch with a friend. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I schedule lunches with friends during the week. Mm-hmm. I need to make, just sure, make a phone call or make yeah. a phone call yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um and because now that I don't work in an office, I don't mm-hmm. work around other people. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. have to make intentional time where I'm like Definitely. talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, because while it sounds wonderful that my kids are at school every day, mm-hmm. I don't need them as much alone <laughs> right, right, you know like yeah. i i i don't need that and so mm-hmm. i need to and it's interesting i, I one time you mentioned and it was just uh rebecca it was just on the the on passing and we were like trying to schedule time and and you're real good about being like you know what mondays are my day yeah like mm-hmm. that's my day that yeah. i take to myself mm-hmm. and in my head man that'd be another good day for us to work and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but because and it's great because we we need each other yes like, we we, right, we, right we 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 need to see that i need to see that that's what she needs for her self-care mm-hmm. and so if we can't work on monday then i can go have lunch with somebody on monday mm-hmm. but i need to fill that yeah that, that time with the stuff that's going to be life-giving right. to me yeah, yeah. Definitely. um and, you know when i go to a party with a lot of people i come home energized yeah, while yeah, my yeah. husband's like can we not see anybody again for like five days right.
2: yeah. um yeah. so yeah yeah definitely
1: yeah, That is all really good. Um, I feel like I'm going to go back and listen to these as a listener because you have so many good things to share, Sarah. Yes. Thank you so much oh, for my talking us through all of this and kind of giving us some mental pictures and some examples and just ways to kind of wrap our heads around these things that can be very confusing. Um, do you want to talk a
2: little about tapestry? Yeah. Um, yeah, my journey has been all over the place, but tapestry has been this really cool blend of... Um, Can I just say that tapestries yeah. are woven? Can I just say that? Ooh. Ooh. I, I,
0: I did say <laughs> about that. Your I marketing background so... I love it.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> and now I was like, I have oh. a very similar concept of like bringing elements <laughs> together for like a whole picture. And that's definitely our perspective. Yeah. I mean, our like integration is part of our sort of slogan. And, and side note, we are, if you're listening outside of Georgia, we're in the Metro Atlanta area. Sarah's
1: practices yes. in Marietta.
2: Yes. yes. Marietta okay. right yeah. on the square, really cute area. Um, yeah. I was started by Jeff pipe, who's my boss. And um, he's just brought together Uh, a large practice of people who just become a family, just people who work together really well. And, you know, there's a lot of successful practices out there, but I think something that makes us stand out is how well we work together and um, how much we share kind of a similar heart and perspective. And um, I was sharing earlier that, we kind of share clients too. So like if someone sees the couple and they realize the husband or the wife might need a little extra support, they'll kind Mm -hmm. of send them over to me or Mm -hmm. someone, the teenager needs a little help or we have two awesome play therapists who work with little kids. Cool. um, You know, Jeff is a psychologist and can do assessments. And so we have like all these different perspectives or or, um, qualities that we can offer people who Mm -hmm. maybe are still trying to figure out what it is that they need. Um, and yeah, we're all LPCs and or MFTs and share that perspective. And we are a Christian practice, mm-hmm. so um, a lot of times people will call us and kind of tentatively say, like, you know, do you like, do you are you open about your faith? What does that look like? And um, we, we're definitely open to working with any person who walks through a door for sure, and just meeting them exactly where they at. But we are pretty open that we are Christian practice and that we would love to incorporate that into what is really unavoidable in your own personal growth is working through how God works in your story. Um, And yeah, what else? I've been there like a year and a half, maybe almost two years. Um, And it's been a really, a big blessing to me because I get to do two days a week and live life with my crazy toddler and, um, So I'm really thankful that it's, it's been what has been best for me and it makes me a better counselor too. That's great. Um, And I think something
1: I love about like your perspective and just the way you've spoken today is you see it as it, it doesn't you don't take the approach of like fixing people Yeah, you see it as like helping people grow and and it's such a positive way of looking at it like we spoke about earlier therapy Mm -hmm. can kind of be like scary or people whatever but you have such a positive approach and it's such a a beautiful thing like figure out what you need and I just I love that and I imagine your whole practice is like that so if anyone is in the need for or interested in that we'll be linking we'll to your practice like, yeah. in the mm. show notes and we just found out you guys have a podcast so we'll link to if that too do. if you're into it's, it's on the website it's right? on our, it's our website. website we're working on getting it on itunes but um, cool yeah we'll definitely link to that because yeah. i think um if you're into this stuff it's so fun i just love podcasts they're so fun Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. there's one for everything we, we may so. like them I don't, <laughs> i don't know maybe, I don't maybe a little bit okay yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much sarah for yeah, being here and you. we hope to have you on again soon Thanks so much for listening to these episodes with Sarah. We
0: hope that they were meaningful to you and they helped you to understand more about the integration of our minds and our emotions. We're really excited about next week um, and the next couple of weeks where we're going to explore more about the integration of our spirits with our mind and emotions. So we hope that you'll join us until then. Have a great week.